Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Lehman. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. Chris, our time has come, and it went. Father's Day was this past weekend. <laughs> we're only celebrated one day a year, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know about you. Mine was good. How was yours? Well, mine was a, a unique situation, Mike, because Father's Day is also shared by Tiff's birthday. Yes, this is why I wanted to go with your experience oh, first, okay, because okay, I wanted yeah. to know how you covered this one. So we kind of did like a whole weekend thing. <laughs> Originally, my plan for Tiff's birthday, and this is like back in January, was let's take Tiff to Vegas because she's really wanted to go forever <laughs> and she's never been. So like, you know what? This is the year we're going to do it because I'm notoriously bad for not planning anything like substantial for birthdays and anniversaries and that kind of stuff. like this is the year I break that trend. And then COVID came. And so instead I planned virtually nothing. (laughs) 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 So basically what we did is we just took turns sort of like, you know, okay, I'll take Ben for a few hours and you do whatever you need to do. And then she did the same thing. And then we ate a lot of, uh, a lot of food so we both ordered a dinner for one night so on saturday i picked mine and on sunday she picked hers and that kind of thing and then saturday we copied you guys and we did a big movie night in which i got to select the movie mike oh yeah what'd you pick i I picked jojo rabbit oh nice that's a really good movie it is a really good movie but it's also stunningly depressing and dark i yes i uh, was under the impression it was you know, okay, that takes place during the Nazi regime, World War II, but I kind of thought it was a little like tongue in cheek and that kind of stuff, but it, it gets real dark and it deals with like the Holocaust and all. Yeah, that it, it really, it starts off very funny. Yeah. And then so there's the like movie an, goes an effeminate Adolf Hitler who he imagines and it's, it, you know, it's, it's funny how they make that guy act and everything like that. But either way, it was a very good movie. Not quite what I was expecting, but I did quite enjoy it. That's for yeah, sure. Very good movie. I, I I thought it was really good. Yes, that's right. But but it's a little heavier than, than it, a little heavier. My God. <laughs> <laughs> the trailer does not quite point out you know, some of the real heavy spots. Well, it's not quite Schindler's List, but it's also not, you know, Caddyshack. Right. Yeah, it's like it's like a slapstick Schindler's List. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tiff bought me a gift, even though we agreed on no gifts. So she bought me the AirPods that I've been talking about, probably to save her six months of listening to me yabber on about them before I actually buy them. Are they regular or pro? Just the regular. I don't I don't oh, okay. want the pro I because I don't like the rubber tip stuff. I think we've talked about it. Yeah, before. yeah, yeah. So we got the regular ones and what a deal, Mike. She told me about the deal. I, I will try not to stretch it out too long, but regular AirPods, I think are like 279 Canadian, like the, the one with the charging case and whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's before tax. She got them for $180 all in. Are they used? They're not used. I see the inquisitive look you're giving me, Mike. And would you like me to tell you how she managed to pull this deal off? Is she part of a pyramid scheme now? Uh, no, no. So what she did is she went online and found a deal for the AirPods, not knowing that there are three levels of AirPods, Mike. There's the basic one, which comes with a case 
that does not charge the headphones, one that does charge the headphones, and then the Pro. So she found a deal for like the most basic level ones and then went to the source, which does price matching. And she said, listen, I found this. Do you guys price match? And the guy was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we definitely price match. This is a really good deal for the battery charged uh, AirPods. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there you're figuring it out. So she got the second level ones for the price matched version of a deal of the first level ones and walked away like an absolute bandit. And that's my wife for you right there, the thrifty shopper. Apparently. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I'm probably more likely to have been like, excuse me, sir. You're you're doing yourself a disservice by bringing this. No, I I would have taken the better deal. I, I absolutely would have. If it was like <laughs> you know Mike Ladman's pop up shop, then yeah, I would have been honest. But it's a big box store, and I'll be like, screw you. Yeah, owned by the same company that's like the largest telecom in the country. It, yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think they'll yeah. be okay. I'm not going to do you any favors. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. So that was my big gift, and uh, I don't know what did I miss. Well, we got a cake delivered from Derek and Natalie. So uh, that was fun because Ben and I were going to make a cake for for mom and instead they showed up with a cake and it was like, well, I guess we're not doing anything. Yeah, don't need a cake now. Yeah, we'll do cake next weekend or something. But yeah, yeah, I think that's about it. I think I summarized it in five minutes or less as fast as I possibly could for you, Mike. But it was a it was a good weekend. I did enjoy it. Didn't get any work done on the basement, though. So, oh, well, Who cares? Who cares? It was Father's Day. Next week. Next week. Yeah. For me, Father's Day was was another, it was a weekend event, but it wasn't like the opposite with you guys where it was like, oh, it's also Tiff's Day. It was also, it was, it was all Mike. It was the Mike show the whole time. Uh, It was all about Father's Day, but it wasn't like, hey, here's a, here's an entire weekend devoted to you. Right. It just sort of happened that way. So my Father's Day gift, as we discussed on the show was The Last of Us, part two. And what actually ended up happening was I, I lucked out in, in, in a way. Laura said she wasn't going to buy it because every time she pre-orders something, it always gets screwed up. Okay. And, and she's like, I'm not going to do it. I'll just order it for you. And then it'll come like a regular thing. And regular orders never get screwed up for some reason. Okay. So, so the game releases on Friday and Laura gets up and she orders it. And then my buddy messages me that day and he says, hey, are you are you getting The Last of Us? And I said, yeah, Laura grabbed it for me. It's supposed to show up on Sunday. And he says, oh, damn, because I have a, an extra copy of the special edition. Oh, yeah. So basically what happened with him was he, he didn't he bought a second copy by accident. He, he said, like, there was so much demand on the day the pre-orders went up that he made his purchase and it wasn't quite obvious that it went through. So he purchased it a second time to ensure that, that he had it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then he went and he messaged the, cause it was EB he bought it from and he messaged EB and he said, Hey, is this one? Okay. And they said, yes. So he's like, okay, well, can you cancel the other one? And they said, sure. And then he received two copies. So, <laughs> <laughs> But did he pay twice? He did pay twice. Oh, yes. okay. Okay. So he was like, okay, well, I, it sucks that you're getting it, but because I was you know, I was hoping to see if you wanted it. So I, I actually mentioned it to Laura. I'm like, yeah, Dave got two copies by accident. And she's like, you know, I could cancel the other copy and you can just get that one if you really want it. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll take the, 
I'll take the special edition <laughs> over good. the regular. Edition. Are you getting guilt trips over a good deal? <laughs> no. Well, it was it was the same price as she would have bought it for if she just bought it from the stores, so. right? But yeah, so she she ended up grabbing that, and she actually went out and she picked it up for me. She got to spend time with some of our friends. I got to stay home and make sure William, you know, was asleep, kind of a thing. Right. Which was like whatever. That's fine. I get it. But it was kind of like oh, I, I don't get to see my friends. But I, yeah, I got a copy of Last of Us out of it. Did not get to play it on Friday. I, I, I set it aside to install. It is not a small game. It, it's, it's, do you remember how Red Dead was two discs? Yes. Yeah, Last of Us is two discs as well. Nice. So how big is it then? Is this, are we talking like Call of Duty size here? Maybe. I don't know how much was actually on the game disc because you install 30 gigs off of the bonus disc the data disc. Right. And then you put the main disc in and it says, feel free to start playing. And I was like, well, let's check this thing in the options mode. And it's like, this hasn't installed yet. I'm like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I'm sorry, sir. Yeah. So it's like installing in the background while you play like the data disc stuff is like the beginning of the game so that you get a chance to actually just put it in and start playing while it continues to install in the background. So, yeah, so I did get to play it on Saturday in the afternoon when William went down for his nap. And uh, I got to play it for about an hour and a half before Laura woke William up with the coffee maker. She she was like, oh, sorry, I, I, I figured he'd sleep through it. And I was like, I did too, but he woke up. So I, I got to spend a little more time with it the next day because I just th- that night it just didn't work out that we were we were doing something else and right. didn't get a chance to to do it. But what we ended up doing is because on Sunday we went to my parents and we went in the pool. So Saturday night we did dinner for Father's Day for me, and we got pizza from this place called My Pie. Have you heard oh, of this place? No, I've never heard of it. So it's a newer place, but they get their ingredients from a vegan place that Laura goes to. So she heard, that's how she heard about it. And they they make Detroit style pizza. If you know Detroit, no. Style. What is Detroit style pizza? It's similar to Chicago style. So it's like a deep dish kind of thing. It's 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 a pan style. Okay, but it's the bread, the cheese, and then the sauce on top. Oh. But it's not like a Chicago pizza where there's like enough sauce on top that it might as well be a damn casserole. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I hate Chicago style. Yeah, pizza, I don't. So. I don't like Chicago style, yeah. but this was very good. And it was so it was I had a pepperoni pizza and it's not a huge pizza. We got a small and I, I only ate. It comes in four slices. The small Laura ate her entire thing. Didn't eat for like another 20 hours. She was like, I'm so full. I can't eat. I had three of my slices and managed to not be disgustingly sick. Right. Okay. So, so what is it the most comparable to? Like, if you're talking like chain pizzas, is it comparable to any of them? I'm thinking of there's like a little Caesars that's like a rectangle. It's, okay. It, that's what it reminds me of. Okay. All right. But it's it's better than that. Sure. Well, yeah. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. But yeah, I can. I would definitely recommend them. I mean, okay. I'm sure everybody who doesn't live in this city that's listening is like, oh, great. I'll run right out. Well, they have Uber Eats, you know, you can just Uber eat it from Hamilton. (laughs) Well, depending on where you're located, like I find, well, actually they don't do that. You could only, it's, it's, they don't do Uber Eats. They don't do skip and you have to order in advance. So we actually, what we ended up doing was they had slots open Mm -hmm. and the only slot that was available for Saturday was 7.30 PM or 8 PM. And we were like, 
let's get the 7.30 pizza and then we can give William his food and then put him to bed and just have a nice evening of like eating pizza and like chilling out. Yeah. So that's what we did was we we had the pizza and we watched the best of birth, both worlds two-parter um, from Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> it just hit its 30th anniversary, actually, that episode, which is like, holy shit, that episode just hit its 30th anniversary. <laughs> well, that's good. So overall, though, a very good Father's Day. Yeah, for sure. Like actual Father's Day itself, we went to the pool. William had a great time. He loves the pool. Mm-hmm. And then we got burritos with my parents and it was good. So, and then I got to play Last of Us all night and it was awesome. Well, that's good. So you didn't opt for the childless, wifeless Father's Day like both our wives did. <laughs> that's true. They did. <laughs> I know. So it said you opted for a, a true family style day. Yeah, yeah. Family style day. Well, the Saturday I, I spent a lot of time with Laura was still working. So, yeah. you know, that, that day it was if I wanted a, a childless day, it wasn't going to happen. No, anyway. yeah. Well, that's different. Yeah. If you're working, that's a different story. So definitely, definitely. But Sunday it was like, you know what? Let's go in the pool. It'd be nice to see, you know, my family who I haven't seen in a while. And William loves the pool. And it was like 88. So, yes, let's go in the yeah, pool. Yeah, damn. Yeah. And we got burritos too. It's good. That sounds win-win to me, Mike. Yeah, it's a big fan. Otherwise, not just Father's Day. I mean, for the week, there was a lot of crap going on. Do you recall that I told you that Laura was actually going to get a ultrasound because of something that William did? Yes. Yes. Well, we got the results of the ultrasound. Uh Uh-huh. And in a year of just bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news. This wasn't bad news. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. It was probably like the best possible bad news kind of a thing. Like, like I say it's bad news because it was, you know, something is wrong, but it's not like it, it could be anything that could be much worse. Basically, Laura has a subdermal hematoma. And if you're not familiar with your medical lingo, she's got a bruise under her skin. Oh, so it's just like ice it and basically there she just said don't don't overdo it is basically the medical advice that Laura was given right it'll it'll go away on its own well that's good then yeah so so no worries there all's good Laura was right to check it out because obviously it will take a while to go away and it's better that she knows that it's just something that she's got to wait to go away and not think that you know she's got cancer or something sure yeah you know? so yeah, so we're all we're all pretty happy with that news, even though you know something was wrong in the first place. We're it's all good. The the subdermal hematoma is what we'll, we'll take that for sure. William is getting a mullet. Just, <laughs> yes, yeah. aren't we all? Yeah. Well, just the way that we've been like his hair is getting so long, and we've been trimming his bangs so they stay out of his eyes. So it's 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 just it's slowly becoming a mullet. Huh. Yeah. Oh, well. (laughs) Yeah. Also, he's a little jerk. He started climbing on absolutely everything. Right. And then trying to stand on it. Right. Yeah. This all sounds very familiar, Mike. I'll be honest with you. And he's an absolute menace when it comes to this because he's he's like, I've never seen this baby do smarter things than when he's trying to be a menace. And a perfect example is Laura was watching him today. And he was pulling books off the bookshelf, which is one of his usual things that he does is he pulls books off the bookshelf. Well, Laura started cleaning the books off and he ran away. And while she was cleaning the books, he climbed up on the bench and stood up 
because she wasn't watching him. Right. And then she went and she got him and she yelled at him and she put him, well, yell, you know, as much as you can scold a baby. Right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So she grabbed him and she put him down and he went back and he started pulling the books off again. And she's like, no, 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 no. We're not doing this again. And, and she took him and just put him in the pack of play to foil <laughs> his plans. But he was with me today and he climbed onto the, we keep a box of huggies next to the, uh, like not the, um, not diapers, but the white, the wet wipes. Right. We keep a big box of that next to our barn door because we don't have a latch for it. So that way he can't pull the door open. It just, it's just a heavy box that he can't grab. Mm-hmm. Well, he started to climb on that box. And today he climbed on the box and I, he was just sitting there with his legs dangling, which he's you know known to do. And I was also actually making dinner and I went to go check the timer. And I just kind of leaned over and looked at the timer and look back. And he's like crouched trying to stand up. And I'm like, you waited till my back was turned before you tried to get up, you little jerk. So, yeah, he's a menace. He's an absolute menace. We we started to like lock off everything that he can possibly do. Like like we actually put the baby gate up in front of the bookcase so he can't pull the books down and then run to, to climb up on the bench. We've also put the bench under the table so that he can't climb on the bench because the table's in the way. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's fun. We have to thwart our baby at all these turns now. It's, it's, it's a good time. <laughs> yeah yeah i can uh, i can definitely sympathize with you mike just wait until he starts climbing all these things and then decides you know it'd be fun i'm gonna just jump right off this chair or bench or diaper box or whatever yeah eventually they start stringing all these things together there mike yeah i'm sure that's coming yeah i'm sure that is coming but how about you? Anything new with Ben? Or Yeah, he's been doing a lot of stuff. We bought a small little blow-up pool for the backyard. Oh, nice. Which, perfect timing, since this weekend was incredibly warm. And then we pulled his... He's got like a little like five-foot slide, like a little play structure slide thing. You know, it's probably only three feet off the ground, but the slide itself is about five feet. And we obviously put it into the pool, which he loved. So at first, he started you know, getting out of the pool and going up sort of the ladder at the back, like you're supposed to, and then slide down. And then he got so excited that that was taking too long. So then he would try to climb up the slide itself and inevitably always slip at the top and fall down on his stomach, which was a hilariously fun game. So he continued to do that. Then eventually he figured out how to get up the top. Then the slide itself, Mike, was not exciting enough. So he would sit at the top of the slide and then like grab the edges of like the play structure and fling himself down the slide, get a little extra speed. And then Mike, and then decided (laughs) that was not enough. So he stood up at the top of the slide and jumped, jumped down the slide, landed on the middle of the slide, like slammed his back on the thing and kept going into the pool and then got up and tried to do it a second time because it was so much fun. Wow. And it was like, no more of this. This yeah, is no, no. You know, because we're we're fairly encouraging. I know like the climbing thing is irritating, but at the same time, you know, it's a it's a skill. They gotta learn how to do it. So we will generally let him do some of that stuff, but like this was too much. You know, like it was like you're gonna break your neck or break an arm or do something bad. So we had to put an end to that. But generally speaking, pool and slide, big success, Mike. Excellent. I have to yeah. take note of that with my all concrete backyard. That's okay. <laughs> you just put a little blanket underneath there or something. <laughs> Other than that, he's been talking a lot. He's been doing a lot of like multi-word sentences now. He's big into saying like things are like 
it's his, but he says mine. So if there's something he really wants, it's like, you know, mine hammer, mine, you know, toy, mine car, whatever. He it's it's like his thing that he wants. Um, and then he's also saying, you know, stuff like he'll say love you or love you too now, obviously, and sort of babyish talk. It's not perfectly clear, but uh you know, he is stringing together a couple things, which makes communication a lot nicer, which is really good. And then he told his first joke the other day, Mike, Mr. Oh, Hilarity wow. himself. Yes, he um, he confuses horses and zebras all the time in his book. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, they're basically the same thing. I mean, you know, other than the stripes, I guess. Tales are different, too. Tales are different. There you go. I just learned something. Anyway, so oftentimes, you know, he'll say, he'll look at the horse and go, zebra, zebra. It's like, no, Ben, it's not the zebra. It's the horse. So what he did is he pointed at the horse and goes, zebra, and then, like, looks at us with, like, a big smile and goes, no. Oh, wow. (laughs) And then points at the zebra and goes, zebra. What a cut up. Yeah. He's just like, he's like uh, Kevin Hart now, you know? Yeah, he's ready for the stand-up, yeah. the open oh, yeah. mic nights. I know. Anyway, uh, other than that, that's about it. That's, I mean, he's doing a lot of other kind of dumb little things, which I was not going to bore you with. But overall behavior level this week, Mike, pretty good. B plus. Good, good, yeah. good. Glad to hear it. Well, in that case, we're going to move on to some topics. Now, one of the topics is one that you could go really nerdy on, much in the way that I went really nerdy on last week with the PlayStation. Yes. But we're not going to get to that yet. Now, normally, that would have been our topic, our big topic for this episode. But something bigger sort of happened and, like, fresher, even though they both sort of happened at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally the same time. And that, that revolves one of the stories that we've talked about in the past, and that's Mixer. We've talked about Mixer and Twitch and the the, the streaming wars and about how... Mixer lured away a bunch of really big streamers from Twitch with high contracts. And that was what? Like, this was like six months ago. I was going to say, I think it was August 2019, August, September, something in there. Okay. So it was like last year then. Yeah. But either way, not, not necessarily that long ago. It's a recent history. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, today, Microsoft announced they are shutting down Mixer. It's over. It's over. Yeah. They sold it to Facebook Gaming of all yes. places. Yes. Or something like that, anyway. Yeah, Facebook Gaming. And Facebook Gaming's been around for a while as well. But I I was under the impression that that Mixer was the number two. And apparently, it was more like they were the number four behind YouTube Gaming and Facebook Gaming. Yeah, so Twitch is is the big leader. This is kind of a recap. But yeah, Twitch is the big leader. Then YouTube's number two. And then Facebook, of all things, it has like 20% of the streaming market. And then Mixer was like 3%. Uh, And the hope with signing these big name guys was obviously they'd bring their fan base and, you know, just the fact that they have Ninja and Shroud and all these guys would pump up their numbers. But I guess the answer was no, it did not work. No, apparently not. And so they closed. Well, they didn't close officially. They're they're in the process of moving everybody, so to speak, supposedly in the near future. I think it's in the end, by the end of July, any service that Mixer, like any, like if you go to the Mixer site or the Mixer app, it will just redirect to Facebook gaming from that point on. Yes. And nobody knew when they made the announcement, people who worked at Mixer found out, people who stream on Mixer found out at those exact moments. There's, I've seen a lot of photos of crying Mixer streamers (laughs) <laughs> after finding out that their livelihood is going away. Yeah. 
Well, you got to feel bad for some of these guys, right? You know, ones who decided, you know, I'm not going to be the Twitch guy. I'm going to be a mixer guy. And from what I understand is anyone who had a mixer partnership, which is basically means they were able to make money from mixer are are being offered the same kind of partnership at Facebook. So it'll be a sort of a one-to-one transition. But for guys like Ninja and Shroud, they have the contractual ability to opt out and then get paid out for the remainder of their contract, which is what those two did. So they, we found out that Ninja was making about $30 million a year. Like that was his contract amount with Mixer. So he just got a $30 million lottery win. And now he can go to YouTube or to Twitch like back there if he wanted to, which is a pretty, pretty sweet deal. And the same yeah. with Shroud. Shroud was, I think, making about $10 million a year. So he just got a big old check that says, you know, we, we canceled the contract. Here you go. And yeah, that's a pretty nice parting gift, Mike. <laughs> And they could go basically anywhere. Like Facebook could attempt to buy them back. And from what I read, Facebook actually did attempt to buy them with contracts that were bigger than the contracts that they just got paid out. Yes. But but I guess they would rather let the other two try to fight out and see if they can get better. Well, supposedly Facebook offered them double what they are making at, at Mixer. So Ninja would have made 60 mil and Shroud would have made like 20 million. But they both opted to not do that. So I guess the question is, are they going to go to YouTube or they're going to go back to Twitch? I mean, I, I don't have a gut feeling or anything like this, but either way, damn, I, I wouldn't want to personally be associated with Facebook. Like I, I, I've got some a lot of misgivings with them for their whole permissions and selling all your information and that kind of stuff. So maybe that they had the same kind of feelings. But yeah, who knows? Maybe we should have gotten famous on Mixer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the thing. For them, it was they had to be lured away with big cash first. So we needed to get famous on Twitch, then get lured away. That's true, yeah. But apparently, I was reading a few things, and even up until maybe two, three months ago, people from Twitch were being offered contracts to come over to Mixer. So this was definitely a very sudden sudden change, like you kind of hinted at earlier. Yeah, and I because I because I see like employees online talking about like, well, guess I'm looking for a new job or or things like, well, I have a job for now, but I don't know what it is, kind of a thing. Like they've been told that you know, they're not doing what they're doing anymore, right? And they have a new job, but I guess we what we didn't really say is they, the how they said in their statement, Microsoft they referred to the mixer closure as like they wanted to provide the best opportunity for for their users to you know have a big audience and and have like the best tools and stuff and because they want to integrate mixer in with like project x cloud their xbox services and things like that but they said that that what their issue was it was going to take more time to build it up like build an audience and build a user base then it would be to just sell the platform to somebody bigger or who already has an, an access to an audience. Right. So that's that's what they did. They're like, we wanted to be the best for our users, so we just gave it to Facebook. Well, they, they sold it to Facebook. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense, right? Because Mixer is built into every Xbox and Windows 10 thing. Like, you literally just have an option that says stream to Mixer. Uh, kind of like, like, like PlayStation 4 has something similar, doesn't it? 
Like the, the you stream to, you can stream to the share button streams to Twitch or YouTube. Yeah, and obviously you can do you can still stream to Twitch and stuff through the your Xbox as well, but it's not quite as integrated and seamless. So I'm sure they'll release a patch or something soon that'll make streaming to Facebook just as easy. But um, I'm yeah, sure, yeah, it's, it's uh, a very surprising move by by Microsoft. I mean, it, it does make sense, but uh, surprising nonetheless. Yeah, definitely. But that that was kind of a shocker, and it it sort of pulled attention away from the other thing that we were going to talk about. Some people thought that perhaps the main reason why that was dropped during the other thing was so that less people would notice. But people certainly noticed that Microsoft sold Mixer. But the other thing that was today was the and I always screw this up, so we'll, let's see if I can do it. The WWDC conference is that right? Uh, you don't need to say conference at the end. Oh, because the C is a conference. Yes, that's right. It's uh, the Apple, I think, what is it? Worldwide Developer Conference? I think that's I was going to say, WWE there's no A in there. What's well, it? Apple. It's it's literally the word Apple, WWDC. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yes, it was their developer conference, which is a focus less on like new phones and new tablets and new computers and more on the software and, and stuff that drives them. This was the first year that it hasn't been done live, obviously, because of the whole coronavirus thing. Perhaps you've heard of it, Mike. I have. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, they're not uh, they didn't do it in person, but they had a whole two hour long video. And then I've got stuff all this week. But uh, I figured we would take a little bit of time and talk about some of the software stuff that they're launching this year. Is, do you have anything that you want to start with in particular, Mike? <sighs> I know you're not an Apple guy, and I wouldn't say I'm an Apple guy either, but I do have an iPhone, and I have AirPods now that go with it. And there's a big Mac in the corner behind you. That's right. I salvaged that one, yeah. Yeah. When it, when it comes to me and my relationship with Apple, it is basically iPods. Right. And that's where it ends. <laughs> okay well they didn't talk about ipods there mike no so you got no, some bad news coming for yeah. you <laughs> yeah so i mean i've used itunes i was never a big fan of like the mac computer like i had to use one in school and i remember hating every second of it right so it was never my ecosystem but i do watch a lot of tech blogs you know like, like videos like i watch unbox therapy and the verge reviews and things like that so i know a lot about their phones and how the phones work mm -hmm. obviously the the ios and stuff not quite the same as a phone review but some of that stuff does come up but the thing that that i read because i went through a lot of things and i'm like okay i don't know why that's impressive you know like, because <laughs> yeah. i don't know the context right right but the one thing that that actually was very impressive to me was the the and this is something that you'll be able to take advantage of is the airpods being upgraded so that they can move seamlessly from device to device yeah i thought that was pretty cool and definitely something that i've would like to have obviously this only works within the apple environment you know so if you've got an ipod or a ipad or the macbook or whatever it'll automatically switch to the device that you are focused on at the time so the example that they use is that your airpods are typically attached to your phone but should you fire up your macbook it'll automatically flip over to the macbook so you can start listening to music and stuff on there or if you pull up your ipad it'll flip over to that so you can watch a movie or something on the ipad and if you get a call at any time it switches back to your phone which i thought was very clever i mean it, i would love to have something like that for windows you know, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like there is a new 
actually, I'm not even sure how new it is, but there is an app that you can install on your phone and on your computer that lets you do some cross stuff, but not anything with like headphones like that. Like yeah. you can take calls and do texts and stuff from your computer, but nothing to the degree of like, oh yeah, your music is jumping from device to device and you don't have to take your headphones off. Yeah, I guess that, that's the big advantage that Apple has is they control everything top to bottom, you know, whereas Windows and, and Android and stuff, you know, they have to support a million different things and they have to work with a million different configurations. So Apple can do things that the other ones just can't, you know, just because there's just so many options. But we'll talk about iOS for a few minutes is I feel like they finally pulled. Well, let me take a step even further back, Mike, is I have been bored out of my mind with Apple conferences and Apple releases and, and you know, new Samsung phones and Google stuff. I feel like it's been all super boring and there's been nothing new or interesting. I, I don't know. Do you kind of feel the same with a lot of these sort of gadget stuff? recently? The gadget conferences are all very dry. Yeah. You know, there, there, there's a lot of just like we have our new phone. Pause for clap. Yeah, it's basically the same as the old one, except the camera is just a tiny bit better, right? Like, yeah, I feel like that's where we've been. But this one actually really grabbed my attention. You know, for a few reasons, like for the iOS stuff in particular, I feel like they finally pulled iOS out of the dark ages. They've introduced stuff like you can put widgets directly on your home screen. You can do picture and picture support. So if you're on a video call and you want to like, I'll, I'll say alt tab, but that's not the right terminology. You want to like look at your web browser at the same time you can do that. Now, you're an Android user, Mike. You've probably been able to do this, I think, for four or five years now. I feel like I feel like I had widgets on my Samsung Galaxy 3. They've had widgets for a long time. And then and, and I think the multi-window stuff is more recent, but still not that recent. So it, I, I'm glad that they finally stole it from Android. And, <laughs> but they also didn't say they invented it, Mike. So finally, they're admitting that they, uh, that they just took it. But that's always been one of my big complaints with iOS is that I love the widgets on Android and I wish they would do it on Apple. And now they have. So that's a big win on my in my book. They've also redesigned a lot of the core stuff. I don't sure how Android handles this, but if you get phone calls on Apple, uh, like if you phone me right now and I'm working on something, my whole screen blacks out and it's either you can answer the phone call or you can't. Now what they're doing is they're shrinking it up to sort of like the top of the screen or the bottom of the screen. Like it's less intrusive. So if you want to kind of finish what you're doing and then answer the phone, you can do that kind of stuff. One thing that was kind of very consistent across their whole presentation was they were streamlining the look and feel and operation of all their platforms. So you'd notice that like Mac OS and TV OS and watch OS, like all of their operating systems kind of look and feel the same way now, which is, you know, they had been separating for a while. Now they're kind of coming back home, which is good. Uh, a consistent feel for everybody. Their messages got a big upgrade. So you guys, you said you use Slack at work, right? Yeah. Yeah. So their group messaging stuff, I say they've gone through a Slackification. So you can use at mentions and inline responses. So I'm sure we've all been part of group chats where, especially on Facebook and stuff, where it's just you get notified constantly and you want to reply to that thing that you said, Mike, but then five other people have messaged after that. It just doesn't make sense what you're replying to. So now you can actually specifically reply to your message rather than just sort of the next in line kind of chat room style. Right, right. Yeah, which is pretty nice. I think that'll be a big thing. 
Yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah. And then one big thing kind of going further to that is you can now have it just notify you if somebody actually mentions you rather than you get notified every single message, which I hate. I hate it, Mike. <laughs> so then it explains a lot about you in our uh, our Snapchat group. Yes. Because you, you don't respond very much. No, I, I don't I don't like it. If you want to talk to me, like the Snapchat group's okay because there's only four of us. But like I'm part of groups at work and stuff where there's a dozen people or, you know, Tiff's got a family one with her side of the family. And my God, like your phone just ding, 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 ding all the time. It's I don't like that, Mike. So I end up muting it <laughs> and I miss some stuff. Other than that, I thought one thing was kind of cool is they've included NFC support for car keys now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did see this because Marquise Brownlee tweeted out that that's really neat. But if you lose your phone, that means you've now lost your phone, your camera, your wallet, and your car keys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it doesn't replace the car keys. It just copies the car keys. But if if you're one of those people... I don't need to carry my keys because my phone works, then yeah, you're screwed. Yeah, but I, I agree with him. But at the same time, it's pretty cool. I think that's it's pretty neat that you can just, you know, one less thing to carry in your pocket, right? I don't know, Mike. What do you want to talk about next? Let's talk about, from a technical perspective, probably the most interesting thing, and that is Apple severing their relationship with Intel processors for their computers. Right, I did, I did see this. And as much as I was like, all right, a lot of people are like, this is a big deal, and you should know that it's a big deal. It is a very big deal. Big deal for a couple of reasons. One is it breaks everything. So I don't know if if you recall at all, but when Apple moved from iOS 9 to iOS 10, they also switched from what's called PowerPC CPUs to Intel CPUs at the same time. Essentially, what it means is anything that was written for 10 will not work on 9. Anything that was written for 9 will not work on 10. And they're kind of doing it again. There's some stopgap stuff that kind of keeps things working, but they'll eventually phase that stuff out too. But the reason it's kind of interesting is that generally speaking, Apple's chip division has kind of excelled in every market that it's been part of. Like their their processors on their phones are at least a generation ahead of the next closest competitor. And, and you'll find everybody generally agrees with that statement. And then the beauty of the fact that they make their own chips means that they can then continue to tightly integrate the operating system and the chip. So they can make, you know, like you understand how processors have like two gigahertz of processing power or five gigs or whatever. Right. So yeah. they can make their five gigs go a lot further because you know, they only have to design for one set of hardware, not a thousand different combinations of hardware, right? So for them, it would be a real big difference because they can control a lot more stuff, make their phones more powerful, make their batteries last longer, uh, that kind of stuff. And then one of the nice side perks of that means that iOS apps will work on their MacBooks. So if you want to fire up Instagram on your computer, you can. Or that game you really like on your phone, you can play it on your MacBook and it'll work fine, which is really cool. I'm, so I'm just thinking, like, there's apps that that make sense, like for that. Yeah. But when it came to when you mentioned Instagram, I'm like, I can already pull up Instagram. No, and Chrome. that's that's a bad example. But but 
you know, definitely there are apps that you'd like to probably use on your phone that would be really good to use on the computer at the same time, right? At the same sort of experience. So Clash Royale. Yeah, there you go. Sometimes you just, I, gotta, I don't know. I don't, Royale I don't the play. shit out of things. <laughs> I've never played I, it either. I don't play Clash Royale. I just know it's a popular <laughs> mobile phone game. Yeah, that guy's got a really good like beard and goatee. Yeah, thing. everybody yeah. just everybody just copies that icon because they all want you to accidentally buy their game instead. Exactly. So it's exactly. got to be popular, right? Yeah. But either way, it is a big deal. It might not seem like it, but the fact that you can do that is is pretty sweet. So chipset stuff, really, really interesting if you're a tech nerd like myself, Mike. I got a question for you. Sure. What is Big Spur? Oh, Big Sur? Oh, that's it. Sorry, I saw. I, for some reason, I thought Big Sur, Spur. I I don't have my like a note in front of me. With oh, okay. This is probably the most extensive notes I've ever written for the podcast. <laughs> I gotta admit. I, see, this is why this is why you're taking this, and I'm sitting. Yeah, here. yeah. I I'm calling it Spur, and you're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. So the, their new operating system for the Mac, the Mac OS, is called Big Sur, and it's Sur S U R. That's where the Spur part came from, because I knew it was the U R. Yeah. As far as where they came up with it, I have no idea. But they kind of poked fun at their own naming system. I forget what the guy's name is, but he's not Tim Cook, but he's kind of like the second in command. And they're like, oh, yeah, they went on some sort of drug-fueled marketing binge, and this is the name they came up with. It's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense to me. I can handle that. Yeah. But uh, yes, so that's what they've done. I'm not going to talk about Mac OS at all, other than they've kind of made it look a lot more like the iPad OS and the iOS stuff. Kind of, again, going back to what I said about sort of streamlining the look and feel of everything. There was one more thing I remember hearing about that I was going to ask you about, and I don't remember what it was. Well, I've got a couple more things. Okay. That I'll Maybe breeze, it was one of these. I'll breeze through. HomeKit. Do you know what HomeKit is? HomeKit, isn't that their version of like smart things? Yes. Or- yeah, that's the Apple kind of environment for, for smart devices. And then what they've also said, or what big, big takeaway from this is they've partnered with Google, Amazon, all your favorite sort of smart home service providers, uh, and they're all going to work together to come up with an open standard. Finally, thank God, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Because right now, I'm sure if you've dipped your toe into the smart things market, you've noticed, well, this light bulb works with Apple stuff, and this one works with Samsung stuff, and this one only works with the Google Home, but this one will work with Alexa. They're moving towards, listen, this light bulb works with everything. Like, that's that's what this is. So it, it, that is a really big deal. There are two kind of things I wanted to say is they introduced facial recognition in their HomeKit stuff now. Oh, really? So like, if you've got, yeah, if you've got, like, a ring doorbell, what it'll do now is it'll say, hey, someone's at the door, right? because it, it detects movement or whatever. What the facial recognition does is it looks at you and it says, oh, Mike is at the door because it looks at your face and identifies that you are Mike and and will give you kind of more specific stuff. So that's kind of an interesting use of facial recognition. You know, does it kind of cross the line in terms of privacy and security? I don't know. I don't know where I, I sit on that necessarily. Can someone fool it with a piece of paper with my face printed on it? <laughs> well, we'll find out when it gets released in September. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. um, and then they also do adaptive lighting, which is something I've always wanted to do with mine. And what that is, you know how like some people buy lights that are very blue and cold and other people buy lights that are very like warm, like the old incandescent bulbs. 
Yeah, I, I actually just bought a whole bunch of light bulbs over the weekend and I had to fight over this because I keep buying boxes of light bulbs that say that they're white and they're like yellow. And I'm like, no, I want I want white. Like, what is this crap? <laughs> what, white is daylight. That's the difference. Yes, that's right. There's cold white, warm white, daylight. It's all kind of, the, it's not the same. But anyway, what this does is if it's high noon and you turn your light on, it will give you daylight white. If it's the morning, it will give you like a blue light to wake you up. If it's nighttime, it'll give you the yellow because that, you know, goes back to that whole blue and, and red thing that goes on with your brain and your eyes where you, you won't wake up as much if your screen's a little bit more red, like that kind of thing. Mm. So anyway, they're, they've introduced that into the HomeKit 2, which is kind of cool. Again, if you're into that kind of thing, Mike. Maybe I should get those red light bulbs out of my... I have the more orangey light bulbs in my bedroom right now because yeah. I had only orangey light bulbs because I keep buying the wrong damn light bulbs. <laughs> I like the orange ones. They To me, they're more warm. They're more comfortable. But uh, mm-hmm. Well, I, I keep those kind of – and those are the living room light bulbs, you know? They're not like – that's the white bulbs are for like the bathroom and the bedroom and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Well, and your computer and I'm sure your cell phone and stuff does it now. Uh, Windows calls it night light. I think Mac calls it night shift, something like that. And what it is is it basically as it gets later and closer towards bedtime, it changes the color of your screen from like a very bright blue light to more of the warm color light to help yeah. you sleep better at night. I have that option on my phone as well. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say I, I have it on on my phone and on my computer. So. Works well. I like it. What else do we got here, Mike? I'm almost done. I'm almost done. They focused a lot on privacy, which is a real big deal. Um, especially, uh, I'm sure you've heard of a little company called Huawei. I have. Yes. I have yeah. heard about Huawei. <laughs> For those who haven't, it's a very big Chinese firm. Uh, they're probably, I don't know, probably best known for their phones, would you say? I would say so. Yeah, at least in North and America. And like they're they're really I guess it's more their phone cameras than camera cameras. Yeah. So there's a there's a big whole drama about their stuff uh, that they are basically spying on you all the time and sending all your information back to the Chinese government. And this, of course, is a problem with an open source device like Android because you can change it how you want. So it's not Android's fault, but it's, you know, because that's the way it works is you can kind of tweak it how you want. So one advantage that Apple has is because no one is allowed to use it other than Apple. It is generally more secure in that way. But they've taken it one step further and they've really introduced a lot more stuff like app permission requests. So it tells you exactly what the app is tracking you and like what it wants and that kind of stuff. I think Facebook kind of does the same. I know Google does the same thing too, where it tells you what it wants your contact list or it wants this or it wants that. So it's doing that kind of stuff. It obscures your GPS location if you want. So rather than saying, Mike, you live exactly at this address, it'll say, well, Mike, you live in Hamilton. Give or take. Yeah. yeah so it'll still let you you know, use your, your Uber Eats and that kind of stuff, but it won't say specifically where you live. And then finally, the sign in with Apple feature, which saves you from having to create an account with every single website and every single thing or save you from logging with Facebook or Google. Um, that's been expanded so that they will let you use your existing accounts with Apple rather than having to create a whole separate account. And I'm done. That was uh, a lot of talking for me. Probably the most I've ever done on this podcast ever. 
but uh, <laughs> yeah, probably my grandma will be happy to hear that. I, uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I shut up for a bit. But anyway, so it is a lot of really big changes. But again, the big takeaways here are definitely the new processor is going to change a lot of stuff for Mac users and as well as the integrated experience which obviously goes along hand in hand with the new processor because now they can do it. So I'll be really, really interested to see the speeds and, and technologies and stuff that use with the new processing, like the new chipsets and everything. Well, I did do a quick look to see if I could find that thing that I was going to ask you about. Sure. I, I went through somebody's, you know, here's the most important takeaways. I did not find what I was looking for. Oh, but. While I was looking at my phone, an important thing did show up. Okay. My light bulbs have shipped, so I'm going to get oh, my light bulbs soon. Well, there you go. Uh, no more orange bedroom lights. I can I can finally see in the dark again. One of the, one of the lights in my kitchen's out. It's the one right over the sink. It's the worst possible light to be out in the kitchen, I've got to say. <laughs> yes. But yeah, that's the important takeaway from this episode is that I finally figured out light bulbs and my light bulbs are coming. Are they smart light bulbs, Mike, or are they just dumb old bulbs? These are dumb old. Well, they're, they are, they're LED, so they're somewhat smart. <laughs> they're better for the environment. <laughs> yeah. That's like my mom says I'm cool. Light bulbs. <laughs> that's what that is. <laughs> so I think on that note, yeah. that's going to do it for this week's episode of Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts on your iOS you devices, yeah. Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, iHeartRadio, and all your favorite podcast listening services. If you want to get all of us, let us know any helpful tips or even tell us what we said was dead wrong. You can send an email to the dads at Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads.com, or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PT Nerds FT Dads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice from people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. And I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you again soon. Not as soon, apparently. Apple soon. <laughs> Apple soon. <laughs> that would have been good for today.